So today we have a really cool guest. This is Sean Wells. Now Sean has so many different letters and acronyms after his name and degrees that we'd have to spend a whole other podcast just listing all those out and talking about those. But he is pretty amazing. He is an expert in the fields of performance, nutrition, longevity, fitness, and supplementation. He's been dubbed the world's greatest formulator. He's a biohacktivist, which we're going to talk about on the episode as well. And then he has just been around the world. I mean, he's helped transform a lot of lives through his supplements, his biohacking. He's been featured on a lot of different media outlets, and he's actually be writing a book here this year. So let's go ahead and let's get going into this week's episode. You're listening to The Dr. Chris Show. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And today, we have an awesome guest today. I'm super excited to have Sean Wells on today. He is this the biohacking genius. Uh, so let's go ahead and turn over to Sean. Sean, good to see you, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Now, for those of you that are just now listening, this is actually our second attempt. So Sean and I are super dedicated to having you guys uh, really understand and hear this knowledge that we're about to share with you today. So second time's a charm, right? You know, it was because I was just cussing too much last time. <laughs> there was almost no usable footage, you told me. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm back. I'm calm this time. I'm <laughs> oh, man, I, want you, I want you to bring the heat, you know, that that social media censoring that's that's off the table here so we're we're good to go 110 percent today so man Sean, i just want to start off by having you share your story your struggles that you went through in your life that really have helped you get to where you are today and and helping people in this really super important area of our lives which is all things biohacking nutrition everything associated with that so can you share that story with us yeah, you know, I grew up uh, in a chaotic home and, and bullied at school and laughed at for being a little overweight, which kind of drew, you know, drove me to be more overweight and, you know, try and escape into cartoons, Oreos and sugar cereal. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was a junk food junkie because that, you know, was the only reprieve I had. Like I sought out that dopamine and serotonin and I, I felt very depressed for most of my childhood you know at times suicidal it's those are things I battled my whole life and uh, I did get into a good college I went to a business school Babson College and um, it was uh, around my uh, in between my sophomore and junior year I went to see a doctor for a physical uh, for school and I was telling him about this passion because I started like working out like my body was transforming a little bit I was you know kind of going up a set of dumbbells each time I'd go to the gym and that was exciting and you know I was taking creatine and, and protein and seeing benefits and reading all these magazines and and I was telling him about all this stuff and he like stopped and looked at me and said why not be happy between here and here and this is after he drew out this lifeline between 20 and 80 and 
And the fact that like this guy didn't have to do that, or he could have laughed at stupid supplements being a doctor, you know, whatever over, you know, 20 some years ago. And, you know, him taking that moment changed my life path completely. I decided to finish up business school, you know, get a minor in chemistry. And then, you know, I, I did well enough and, and uh, I decided to go back to school to do exactly what he said. It would take me, you know, minimum amount of time if I really busted my ass would be two years. And that's what I wanted to do. And I went to UNC Greensboro. My uh, parents were, were in state down in North Carolina. And so I went there and I, I told the guidance counselor, I said, uh, you know, I really want to do this nutrition and, and fitness thing. And, and uh, my dream school is Chapel Hill. And I need uh, about 26 credit hours a semester for you know, for two years to knock it all out, all these prereqs, you know, biochemistry, biology, chemistry, or all the things, anatomy, physiology. And all the good stuff. yeah. And this guy laughed at me and he told me uh, that, that not only am I overweight and I have no business doing those degrees, uh, but also that I would fail and fail miserably as a business student. And so, you know, it, it hurt on many levels. And I've thought back to that guy a lot in my life and thought how sad it is that, you know, hurt people hurt people like and how many dreams he must have taken away. But, you know, the contrast is is important to me. These two guys in my life. You know, one had the ability to change my path for good. And, and really, when, you know, when no one else was that voice, a stranger was that voice and, and changed my path. And, and then a stranger almost took all my dreams away. And that night, I almost took my life, like with, with pills and alcohol. So because I spent years focused on this dream, and then it felt like somebody just ripped it out from under me. Yeah. But I ended up having resolve and, and not doing that. And I thought of that guy every single day, kind of hate drove me. It's not in the healthiest way. Like, you know, people would say, let's go out and party, let's go out and drink and all these things. And I was like, no, man, like that guy was on my mind every day. Like I heard his voice in my head every day. And I finished up in two years, got straight A's, got into Chapel Hill. And, uh, you know, I felt blessed to get there. And I felt kind of avenged in some ways. <laughs> and, uh, but then, yeah, totally. But then, like, uh, not too long into being at Chapel Hill, I think I was pushing my body with, you know, just late nights and, and, uh, extreme stress and working out and, and trying to, you know, be as lean as possible and all these things. I was pushed to the limits, like mentally and physically. And, uh, you know, always dieting and taking ephedrine and all these kinds of things. And I got uh, a, a ton of autoimmune issues that just shut me down. Epstein-Barr virus, which is also known as mono. I had strep with it. I had chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, Hashimoto's. Like, I, again, like was just at a suicidal point because I couldn't get out of my, my bed. I was in pain. I was inflamed. I thought this was my new life. Mm. And I ended up doing some research and this is about 20 years ago and, and stumbled into keto and 
you know, this is obviously ahead of the, the curve here, uh, but it ended up having a radical impact on, on my autoimmunity, on my ability to, you know, be resilient, bounce back. And um, that was a game changer for me. And, and I was able to, to finish up at Chapel Hill and, and pursue my passion. I ended up working clinically as a chief clinical dietitian and then, you know, working on the side, hustling to uh, pursue all these other things, get my certified sports nutritionist uh, uh, accolades, and then also, um, you know, working for supplement companies just on the message boards and, you know, going to the Arnold and the Olympia at their booths and formulating products and answering questions. And it just kind of kept rolling because I made it roll. Like, uh, yeah, I was working like 40 to 50 hours a week, but as a chief clinical dietitian, but literally like every evening, every uh, weekend, every holiday, I was like, you know, traveling or answering questions or just devoting myself fully to this career I wanted. And I ended up getting in there. I ended up getting like an amazing job to formulate supplements for Dimatize in Dallas. And uh, that's where everything really got rolling. But it was about eight years ago when I was at Dimatize that, and I was pushing about 70 hours a week there and still, you know, running myself ragged that I got a brain tumor. And, you know, that's when I focused in on all the tools like doing paleo, keto, fasting, biohacking myself, and then starting to work on some stress reduction techniques. And, and more recently I've been doing a lot of like deep self work and, and it's been a lifelong journey, man, trying to like undo some of the, the shit that we do to ourselves and say to ourselves and make ourselves believe it really impacts our health. Our mental health impacts our physical health so dramatically. And those are things I'm, you know, I'm finally learning that you can't just run yourself ragged and, and, you know, stay competitive, stay sympathetic nervous system all the time. Like, like you got to shut it down sometimes. And, and my whole life I've, I've been fighting and pushing and fighting and pushing and, you know, now, and, and I've gotten places like it served me, but now I need to like shut it down sometimes and, you know, take, you know, take a step back. And, and those are lessons that I've learned. That's huge. Right. Because like you mentioned, you've been on this journey and that's exactly what life is. It's a journey. It's not a race where we got to you know, just push, push, push. And then all of a sudden it's over. No, we're like, you gotta, you're pacing yourself right now for the long haul, for the, right. for the, for the marathon, not just yeah. the short sprint. We can go in life in sprints, but we definitely got to recharge. And so I love how you were able to take what was at the moment in life, your biggest curse, this, this guy who was telling you everything you couldn't do and how that was just, that just sets you back. But then you, you use that to really be your biggest blessing in your life. I agreed. Like there's, you know, I've talked about this in, in presentations that my broken is my beautiful, you know, that like, and I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking to Chris Murphy. I wouldn't be like on stages. I wouldn't have done all the things I've done if it wasn't for all the tough stuff that happened too. And, you know, I truly believe like the obstacles, the way, like, you know, that stoic kind of path that like we become more resilient. We, we become stronger you know, through this stuff. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm proud of where I am. And, and, you know, and now I'm proud to like, just be taking a step back and, but still serving people and, and, um, in a healthier place mentally. 
No, absolutely. And I was on a call earlier today and, and something popped out on that call for me. It was, you know, a lot of times we look at it as in life wins and losses. It was, we keep track of things, but it's really wins and lessons learned. Totally. Only two things totally. There are no losses in life. So, you know, you've been dubbed the world's greatest formulator. What does that mean? Uh, you know, some people take issue with that, that are formulators in the industry. I did not dub no myself haters. that. I know, I know there always is, there always is. But here's the thing. I, I tell other people that are formulators, one, I didn't call myself that. And two, you can be in your own mind, whatever you want to be. Like it's not a competition and world's greatest is subjective. And the reason I believe it to be true for myself, I believe I am the best at what I do but in different ways, like, you know, there's some guy that might be better at biochemistry or there's some guy that may have uh, done more in academia, you know, but I have 10 years of experience as a chief clinical dietitian. I have written uh, position papers for the, the journal, the ISSN. I'm a certified sports nutritionist. I'm a biochemist. I have uh, undergrad degree in in uh, management and marketing and you know I've managed teams of 50 people in hospitals I've managed teams in of 30 or more uh, at some of these supplement companies and I've taken supplement companies in three years from you know from one acquisition to another acquisition and made them highly successful like reformulating hundreds of products and so like I think I have a knowledge and understanding of how to run a supplement business top to bottom. I, I understand like how to make marketing hooks. I know like a formulation that, you know, will sell and has all the is built right and, you know, tests out right. And so like, I, I think I'm just unique in like all the pieces I have, you know, most formulators I know are a little disconnected from, the business or, uh, you know, or just don't have the social skills to, to be up on stage, for example, you know, I, I write, I speak on TV on stage. And so I think I'm just a, you know, kind of a Renaissance guy. And for me, that's what makes me the best of what I do. I love it. Now, one of the other things that you associate yourself with is a term that some of our listeners not might, might not be familiar with, which is a biohacktivist. So can you explain to our listeners, what is a, what is a biohacktivist? What is biohacking? Yeah. And then what are some things that you're doing in your life to biohack? Yeah. You know, that's a term I, I kind of mashed up of two words that are already mashed ups. Biohacking is hacking your biology, like looking for shortcuts to improve longevity or performance. And then hacktivism is a term for hacking for the social good like think of like uh, anonymous uh, Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, like people that were doing things for social justice reasons, uh, not for like uh, you know personal gain. Mm -hmm. um, however, you feel about Edward Snowden, you can't argue that he was somehow doing it for notoriety or personal gain, like because the hell that he's been through is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, so this idea of like biohacktivist is like. I always feel like hack biohacking is like this N of one and, you know, self quantification and, and how do I, you know, push my performance and how can I be better? 
and how can I get more and how can I make more money and how can I win that race? And to me, the most important thing in this world is like above self-actualization on that pyramid of Maslow would be, you know, helping others self-actualize. And so I love the idea of like being at your peak mental and physical well-being through biohacking so that you can interact with the world and create a better world around you. Like when your head's up, you can see that person crying. You know, you can hear that uh, strain in their voice and you can ask questions. And, you know, it's only when you're like really thriving that you can really impact the world at a high level. Because you, you've got to give some energy away and you've got to be aware of what's going on around you. And when your head's down, when you're surviving, when you're you know low energy, you don't have time for any of that. So Absolutely. I like that idea of just this biohacktivism and, and impacting the world around you. And that energy flows back to you. So Absolutely. So what are some things that you do to help biohack yeah. your life? Uh, number one would be like the deep self work that I'm doing. You know, I know that's not as sexy as like, uh, you know, cold plunges and, and blue light and all that stuff, which I can get to in a second, but the deep self work is so critical to, to do. Like there was points in my life when I was like jacked and ripped and I was miserable. There was points in my life when I was anorexic and miserable points in my life when I was obese and miserable. Mm -hmm. It's like money doesn't change it and body physique doesn't change it. And I can tell you like all that stuff, like traveling the world, all these things don't change it. You know, it's got to start in your mind. And that's when I started accepting that my broken is my beautiful. And like, it's what makes me unique. It's, it's what sets me apart. It's what built me to be stronger. And then I started working on like daily affirmations and, you know, working with a therapist and having a vision board and doing you know, deep breathing and meditation and, you know, listening to podcasts that encouraged me that helped me to, to grow uh, like this one. So, you know, it's, it, that's key for the foundation and, and certainly choosing, you know, going back to the, the people that are around you, who are the people around you? Are you consciously choosing that five that you're an average of? Because that's, that's what's coming in. And it's like garbage in, garbage out. So like, are you consciously choosing the voices that are around you that have the most profound impact around you? Are they mentors? Are you mentoring them? I mean, that's important that, you know, you don't just put people around you that you can take from. You have to give, you know, be the friend that you want to be. And so like, that's, that's so critical. And then, you know, from there, uh, certainly like I do, you know, in the morning, like if it's dark out, I'll, I'll use a blue light device. And in the evening I'll use blue light blockers, uh, because, uh, blue light, uh, actually blocks melatonin. So it's great. First thing in the morning, you can go for a walk if it's, you know, the sun's out. Uh, but if it's dark, then I definitely recommend using some kind of blue light device and, and to get your circadian rhythm going. And, um, and then in the evening, you don't want to be, you know, looking at all the screens and the TVs and the super bright lights and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when you want to turn the devices off and maybe use these blue light blocking glasses so that you can have a healthy amount of melatonin released. Yeah, Sean, I love those blue light blocking glasses. In fact, you got to be careful with those because 
you might fall asleep earlier than you want to, right? So my wife and I, we both use those at night when we're going, you know, to bed, if we're watching maybe TV a couple hours before we go to bed, just to get our bodies in that circadian rhythm, like you're talking about. And she, she's the one that is more sensitive to sleep. So she uses those and just helps keep her calm and helps her get to sleep easier. Me, I'm like already sleep pretty well. So it's like when I put those on, I gotta be careful. Otherwise I might be falling asleep while watching the TV. So they're pretty amazing. I love those. Um, so that's great. What else are you doing? Yeah, I love to do contrasting with temperatures. I'll do like cold plunges and then hot sauna, especially infrared sauna. I'm a fan of, which helps with the resilience and helps your metabolism, GH, testosterone, like a number of things like doing sauna and, and cold plunges and reduced inflammation, faster recovery. It's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, man, let's see. Uh, I do fasting, uh, intermittent fasting, like I was talking about earlier. Like a lot of times it's the, the morning that I'll skip and I'll just have like the, uh, you know, maybe coffee with MCTs or something like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, I do like a 16 and eight or a 20 and four or something like that with intermittent fasting. And then um, sometimes I do extended fasts, uh, which I really like for detox and autophagy, that cellular cleanup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel amazing after I do uh, an extended fast. How long do um, you do your extended fast for, Sean? Uh, I've been really enjoying doing 72 hours. Uh, I really feel like somewhere around that 24 to 36 hour mark that it really goes to a different level. Like it's hunger completely goes away. You feel light on your feet. The ketones like just elevate your mood. Um, and it's, it's kind of euphoric. Like it's most people think that you're just going to like, I get it all the time. Like I could never do that. That's crazy. That's impossible. And like, I'm promising you, like once you push past a little bit of hurt, like you get to this place, that's really amazing. And you're just cruising. You have energy, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And people did that for thousands of years. Well, they, we didn't have an instantaneous food supply. Right. So yeah, if you want to try it, you're going to be okay. You're going to survive. Sean's done it. We've done it. You're good. Yes, exactly. That's a great point. I mean, we didn't have food at the ready all the time and um, you know, people did starve slash fast, but you know, fasting has been around for probably more than 5,000 years. As long as there's been spirituality, um, inner work, meditation, there's been fasting and people have found like that you gain clarity, you gain insight into yourself when you can focus on yourself and not eating. And um, you gain discipline in the process too. Like one thing that I love with like both keto and fasting is that you're not doing what everyone else is doing. Like if I sit down at the table and you know, everyone's having, you know, Coke or beers or sweet tea. And then there's bread and chips on the table and all this stuff. You know, I'm not having that. Like I'm, I'm going my own way. And then with fasting, like if someone's like, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to have lunch or whatever. I'm like, you know, I can come along and, you know, just have, you know, tea or coffee or, you know, whatever. Um, Or, you know, maybe I'll just go take a walk, but either way, like, again, I don't have to eat just because everyone else is eating. I don't have to eat because I'm hungry. I will survive, like you said, 
and not only will I survive, it's actually healthier for me. I will be in a healthier state than these people. But the mental resilience that, you know, keto and fasting and doing some of this stuff a little differently can bring is a beautiful thing too. And that's where I've gotten some inner strength is to do it different than other people are doing it. And that's okay. Like to not feel that peer pressure. Uh, that's really strengthened me mentally, like in a lot of other decisions, because when other decisions come up that are life decisions and just cause everyone's going this one way, doesn't mean you have to go that way. Do what's right for you or do what's right period. And you'll be so much better off. Uh, absolutely. You know, it's so many times in our culture now we've been developed into really living to eat instead of actually eating to live. And when we switch that paradigm in our mindset, it's a whole different ball game and our habits change, our reactions change, and really your life can change when you have that aspect and mindset with food. However, people can get in that state where they become those emotional eaters. They have some kind of emotional trauma, whatever associated with that food. And then it becomes a really dicey, dangerous place to live in. And that's a whole other podcast we'd have to do just on that topic right there. Agreed. Yeah, I love that. So how about with your nutrition? Are there specific things you're doing? I mean, obviously you're the master formulator. So what are some things if you were for you, what are some things you do? And then maybe someone that's not at, at that level, what are some things that the average person could do? Like they're starting to get into biohacking. They're just yeah. starting to get into nutrition. So like, what are you doing? And then like, what could someone start with? Yeah, I love this because most people just want to go like straight to keto or something that's like kind of extreme. And I did a podcast once called Death to Keto and, I'm, and I've been doing keto for 20 years. But it's become so trendy and, and people look at it as like an 8 to 12 week thing and all this stuff. Man, so let's, let's just start at square one. Like, can you drop uh, your sugar intake dramatically? That's just the big one. You know, sugar's tied to inflammation. And glycation, which is blood sugar damage, which is tied to advanced glycation end products, which is literally called ages. And then all those things, inflammation, glycation, oxidation, are tied to biological aging over chronological aging and tied to most every non, you know, directly genetic disease. So things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, cancer, you know, on and on and on, heart disease are all tied to this like idea of um, one mitochondrial dysfunction and then two like glycation inflammation oxidation um, so that's where you know taking control with just just lowering sugar intake massive take a take a walk after you eat as well that postprandial stroll as they call it like can upregulate glute 4 uh, receptors on your on your cells and you can take up glucose better it'll be less insulin resistant and then, and then from there, I like going to, can you get your body moving? Can you start exercising? And you know, what does that look like? You don't have to, to go right to the gym and be hardcore five days a week with high intensity interval training. Can you, you know, take some walks at lunch, you know, three times a week? Can you join a sport, you know, with some of your friends playing soccer, basketball, if you can't move your body like that, maybe golf or tennis or, you know, what, whatever you can work in, but be active and make it fun. Like it doesn't have to be misery, like taking a, a nice walk and kind of a meditative walk 
or you know doing some sports with friends and connecting and getting fresh air those are great things you know fishing even i you know i don't know i mean something like you know and you know walk or bike wherever you need to go and like then go do something like fishing or meditation somewhere in the forest or you know take a take a hike or you know do some things like that and start somewhere and then you can work up to maybe you know using weights and you know doing some interval training and things like that um crossfit you know whatever fits for you absolutely and then i like the idea of eating whole food you know some people talk about paleo primal whole 30 whatever just eating whole food from good sources like organic clean sources um you know no cruelty grass fed like whatever like try and get the the highest quality food you can and and make sure it's like whole food just just literally you know as we were intended to eat not processed or ultra processed foods with like 6 million ingredients and and bliss point engineering that like literally releases serotonin and dopamine that overrides satiety so you keep eating it you know these foods are engineered that way so like it's it's a big thing to make some of these changes and then you can look at you know something like oh and then and then i'd add in a little bit of fasting like whether it's extended fasting or intermittent fasting and I mean, just do 12 and 12, like 12 hours eating, 12 hours not eating. And then so go to 16 and eight. And yeah, like get, get control in the snacking. You're starting to build that foundation, right? You're right. not like, hey, boom, this is this advanced biohack technique. When you right, these right, lasers exactly. and this. It's like, no, like build the foundation first, start to get there. Then you're going to really up level. Right. Because now your body can actually do something with these other biohacks versus if your body is just a total wreck and it's right. not working properly and you try to do these advanced things well like you might feel a little bit better but it's not gonna really give right. you the long-term results you're looking for so that's great so now right. we got this foundation then what are some things you can start to build on from there yeah and add to that sleeping well and hydration are, are going to be you know massive and those are always underestimated but those could be two of the most yeah. core things that you can possibly do hydrating so, well and sleeping well but absolutely yeah. and that sleep a lot of times will come from those other things you just talked about mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. that's going to uplevel your sleep. So that's great. Cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the last thing that I do add is, is keto. And, and then you're also more astute at like the changes that happen to your body. Like when you're not making radical change, like across the board, like I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to do fasting, I'm going to do keto, I'm going to use these devices, I'm going to start listening to these podcasts, I'm going to do meditation, I'm going to do, you know, that's not the scientific method. Like make one change at a time, give it a couple of weeks, see how it does for you, make some tweaks, you know, then, and then if it's good, adopt it. It's part of your life now. And then add another thing so that you're astute at like the changes that are happening to your body. Not everything works for everyone. Yeah. And some things may work for you that don't work for most others. And you can, understand that nuance when you're making small changes that can have big impacts when you're doing one at a time so that's that's a critical thing that i like to tell people because it seems like people just want to make pretty radical change like and uh and then it ends up with kind of in radical defeat you know where they you know they stick to it for four six eight weeks and then it's over and that's where the whole idea of like a diet comes in versus a lifestyle like you know, how many years did it take you to get here 
where you now want change. So let's look at this as like a long-term thing. Is it healthy for you for the rest of your life? Okay, let's, and let's take that approach. Like don't do like, I'm gonna do a thousand calories a day for the next two years. Okay, good luck destroying your metabolism. Right. You know, like you wanna do something that's maintainable. That's so key, like that truly is a lifestyle. And you know, that's where these hacks come in too, is like, you know, I've got the other things dialed in so i'm gonna like start playing with some hacks to like you know see if i can take it up a little bit more it's just like an athlete you know is like playing around with like you know i'm already a pro athlete an elite athlete now i'm gonna experiment with this one new technique and hopefully i can get a one or two percent improvement in performance and that's great when you're an elite athlete so it's the same thing when you know, you're a human being and you've now got your sleep dialed, your supplements dialed, your nutrition dialed, your, you know, fasting, your mindset, you know, hydration. I've got everything in place, exercise. Now I can make some tweaks, you know, just like that pro athlete. I'm at a much different place as a pro athlete than I am with some guy who's watching me on TV that's sitting on his couch. And that's the way you have to approach this with your with your wellness with your physical mental spiritual wellness that's awesome and so for for our listeners too how can they start to get so like maybe they start to build some of this foundation there's they're starting to get there they're feeling confident that you know maybe they're three to six months into this change in this process and they're feeling more confident they're like okay how can i start to to do some different things just do some things differently right start to up level some things is there a way that they can get more resources from you or, or work with you oh, to some degree? Like how does, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of resources. I mean, if you're like at that elite level, then you can, you know, mess with like the Ben Greenfield and Dave Asprey kind of stuff. Uh, but I'm reluctant to mention that to someone who's like kind of early in their journey because that stuff can be very overwhelming, you know, like, sticking yourself like, you know, six times a day with different anti-aging peptides and, you know, giving yourself enemas and, you know, with coffee grounds and like these guys are doing like all kinds of stuff. That's, that's a little on the extreme side for some people. And, you know, that's cool. Like they're, they're pushing the limits and, and, you know, we're seeing the experiments and how they play out and what could be, you know, something worth doing. But, you know, for most people, I like to kind of start a little slower, like I was saying, and, and you can follow me for kind of more of a, a medium ground. It just depends on where, where you're at uh, mentally and, and physically. So, um, yeah, you can follow me, SeanWells.com, uh, Instagram, at Ingredientologist. I have a lot of information, like cited guides, everything's scientifically backed, everything's free. Uh, I'll be coming out with a book later this year called The Energy Formula. Um, and it's actually an acronym for, uh, experimentation. So like biohacking, how to do that correctly, uh, nutrition, uh, exercise routines, like morning and, and nighttime routines become critical, uh, growth mindset. So that stoic kind of mindset. And then you and your tribe, which is like a, you know, community and how connection is so key. And of course we're seeing that through COVID the, uh, a massive component that we all miss is just deep connection. That's awesome. I love, I love that acronym. That's amazing. That's, that's pure genius right there. I love it. 
That's because you're biohacked, right? You can't, you can't come up with those good ideas unless you're biohacking your brain. hundred percent. And level. you know, a, a biohack I'll throw out there that I've been looking into along with therapy and, and this deep self work, um, which I mean, I can't even tell you like getting back to like the inner child and doing this therapy work that I'm doing with this one lady who uses like the teachings of Byron Katie. I don't know if you know that is, but Byron Katie's incredible at like how you like flip the stories that you told yourself and then you disempower like the other figures in that memory or what just happened. And then you empower yourself. And it's like, I have to be in my realm of power and and then it's like, it's not about them anymore. It's about you and the stories you've told yourself and you have the power to not let this bring you down or define you and you can define yourself. And it's like, once you start like, like kind of reframing, it's, oh man, it's just a powerful exercise. But I've added that and um, I've been working with microdosed uh, psilocybin um, twice a week at 80 milligrams, which is a super low dose subperceptual um you know i mean when people do psilocybin it's multiple grams like mm. you know like that's you know and maybe several hundred milligrams is possibly perceptual um but you know that would be what's called like a mini dose at several hundred grams or several hundred milligrams sorry and then several grams is kind of the the experiential dose uh that you journey on or you know whatever was that what's that base from is that from like mushrooms or yeah mm -hmm. but uh it's that's been like so i can't even tell you like it's it's not perceptual but like over this period of time i've just felt more calm uh more neuroplastic more able to receive criticism um more uh just at ease like less worry, mm -hmm. less anxiety. And I actually got off an SSRI I was on, which I had started during this COVID period because I was, I was getting down for a little while. There was about three weeks that I was just, I was struggling. Um, as I think, you know, much of the world has been. Yeah, absolutely. And, and acknowledge that. Acknowledge your body and listen to your body. Listen to what your mind is saying. And then like, you know, let's, let's make a game plan to, to work on that. Like, you know, let's, let's put your shoes by the door and, and, you know, have your bag packed and, you know, the night before and, and let's go, like, let's start getting some exercise. Exercise is powerful. Connecting with people is powerful, you know, at least over zoom or, you know, Skype or FaceTime or whatever. And, but hopefully you get some in, in person contact time too. And, you know, that, those are, those are powerful things to, to move you forward and, and really do that, that deep work. And like I said, consciously choosing what you're consuming, you know, I became more aware of like, when I'm stressed, I don't want to watch like horror or action or whatever. Like sometimes I just want to watch like the office or parks and rec or like, you know, yeah. kind of dumb stuff. Cause it's like, you know, like, no, that's not what my, my heart needs right now. No, know? this time we don't need more, more social media, more news, more of this stuff. Right. For me, my, my wife and I right now, we're just watching Seinfeld. She never, I, she never right. watched Seinfeld, right? It's like, Hey, you got to laugh before we go to bed. So we watch one episode before we go to bed. Boom. Puts us in that calm state, right? With our, exactly. with our blue light filtering glasses. It's like, there's our biohack, right? 
you you've got it you've got it figured out that's awesome man good go. job Chris. that's awesome so awesome well sean to finish up here i want to ask you one question yeah um to 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 put us out here is what does with everything we talked about really what does reaching your fullest potential mean to you you know it's i'm at a completely different place now you know, years ago, I would have said like a jacked, ripped body that can do anything like parkour and CrossFit and, and, you know, heavy lifts and all this kind of stuff and all the sports. Um, or maybe I would have said like, you know, having a Lamborghini and having an incredible job and owning a company, having lots of money in the bank. And now, like after doing this deep self work and like, you know, going to some retreats and you know, just being around people that are just gentle, soulful people. Like, I just think it's like, we are here for connection and we are here for our legacy and we're here to learn and we're here to get better. Not in terms of like what, you know, society is telling us is better, like more money, bigger houses and more ripped bodies. It's, it's a journey, man. It's a, it's a journey about, can you make this world a better place? Can you love yourself? I mean, it, there's a saying from Will Cole that's uh, you can't heal what you hate. If you hate your body, if you hate yourself, if you let others determine your self-worth, then you're never going to grow. You're never going to heal. And there's a lot to heal. Trust me. I don't care who you are. I've been working on this for 46 years and I still have a long way to go long way. And it's, it's only, you know, one of the things I've learned too, Chris, it's only when you become an expert, you realize how much more like there is to learn. You know, when I was young and I was just first getting into nutrition and like when I visited that doctor, I was actually kind of full of myself. because like, I knew more than most of my friends because I was reading the magazines. I was taking supplements. I was working out. People are like, how are you doing that? I'm like, well, let me tell you, I got all this expertise. <laughs> I didn't realize that there was, you know, people in biochemistry and kinesiology and, and, you know, physics and you know, all these, like all these things that the nuances of like what makes someone great. You know, I, I think back to like, um, uh, what's that story? Uh, Goodwill Hunting. When the math professor says to to Will, he says, "There's only a few people in the world that would know the difference between me and you." Because Will is just like this beyond genius, mm-hmm. and you know the professor is like this award winner, math award winner. And you know it's it's one of those things like you appreciate as you kind of keep learning is you're never there. There's always people that are like better at something that you can learn from. And that's such a beautiful thing. Like I I feel so blessed to know that now that there's teachers all around me. And, uh, and that's been part of this journey is just, just trying to learn from these teachers. And, and I'm constantly teaching myself too, like that, you know, that, like you said, like, you know, you win or you learn. So I'm, I'm a great teacher to myself too. (laughs) Cause sometimes I'm winning, but most of the time I'm learning. There we go. And, I love uh, it. and that's where I'm at. Yeah. So I think oh, it's about God. enjoying the journey and, and having self-love. And from there, like, you know, the world's your oyster. Cool. That's perfect, man. So 
Sean, man, continue enjoying your journey. Um, like all of you listening out here today, um, check out Sean, seanwells.com and his other resources. We'll put those on the, on the podcast show notes as well. Sean, I appreciate having you on for the second time. And uh, hopefully we can have you on again on a different aspect as you start to just continue to learn more and cultivate your biohacking. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. To get this and other episodes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com or listen to the Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris podcast on iTunes, Google Play or Stitcher. 